Welcome to episode 9 of the Candid Cinema Podcast. I'm Amanda Santino, and in this episode, I'm going to give you all a little recap of the first award show of the season, the Golden Globes. Now, last night was very interesting to sit through. Last night was pretty interesting for the film categories, but the television portion of the Golden Globes, I feel like they got it spot on. I'll just give you a quick little rundown of, uh, of what won. Ben Wishaw won for a very English scandal for best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a limited series. Patricia Clarkson, a favorite of mine, won for Sharp Objects for a supporting role in a limited series. Darren Chris has been riding his high horse with the assassination of Johnny Versace, so he also won for Best Performance by an Actor in a limited series. Patricia Arquette, my dear Patricia Arquette, has stolen the Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a limited series from Amy Adams for Sharp Objects, or even Regina King for Seven Seconds. Patricia Arquette went up there, came out of left field for Escape of Denimora. I'm not knocking her performance, but like, it's Amy Adams. What more does this woman have to do? And she absolutely knocks Sharp Objects out of the park, so I'm really annoyed with the fact that Patricia actually won. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Uh, this is the one that I'm really pissed off about. Best Television Limited Series, The Assassination of Johnny Versace won over Sharp Objects, which I also don't understand. It got paid dust, Sharp Objects, and it, it was such a good show, and I feel like Gillian Flynn, who actually wrote the novel, got paid dust. She continues to get paid dust, actually. I mean, she never got any kind of recognition for Gone Girl, and I really thought that this would change for Sharp Objects, and uh, it still got paid dust, so I'm pretty upset about that. Michael Douglas won for Best Actor in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy for The Kaminsky Method, which is still streaming on Netflix, so you might want to check that out. Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, Musical, or Comedy, Rachel Brosnahan from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel won. I mean, the, the category was stacked. Um, I mean, you could have given it to Kristen Bell for The Good Place, which is actually a pretty awesome show. Um, or even Alison Brie does a fantastic job in GLOW, which is also on Netflix, so if you want to check that out, it's really good. Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy went to The Kaminsky Method over The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which, like, threw me off because I was convinced uh, that it was going to win. But, uh, you know, it's always nice to have new shows, especially from Netflix. Uh, that win awards. Uh, best performance by an actress in a television series drama went to Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, and you know that was a really special moment, uh, considering that like she was hosting as well. Um, and I'm really happy that she did win; she deserved it. Uh, best television series drama went to The Americans, which is pretty good. I know I know some of my friends who watch it, and they always say that it gets paid dust. It gets paid dust. So I'm happy it got some recognition. So that's uh, that's everything for the TV portion. I just did uh, a little quick little rundown. It was pretty fair, except for the sharp object snubs, like um, especially for Amy. I really thought that she, if she wasn't gonna win for supporting actress for Vice in the movie category, I thought she was gonna take one home for sharp objects, hundred percent. But uh, we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. And last night it was uh, it was a mess. It was a mess. Um, and I don't really know what to, 
I don't even know where to start with last night because the people I thought would win, that I predicted that the HFPA would actually give the award to, won, and that's not a good thing because it's typical, like, BS. It's just the same same thing happens every year. You're just sitting there watching the Golden Globes like, how in God's name did this film win or did this performance win over the other one? Like, it just doesn't make sense. It didn't register in my mind how last night even happened. I don't get it. Considering, like, the controversy with some of them. I'm going to start with the technical categories. So for best original song... Shallow one from A Star Is Born, but that's a lock. Like that's gonna go all the way, and I'm really happy that Lady Gaga can, you know, take an Oscar home, um, because that song is beautiful, and every time I hear it, like I, I get chills. It's a very overwhelming song. It's very powerful, and it is because of her and her fantastic, like her wonderful mind. She's so talented, so I'm happy Shallow won for best original score. I'm kind of annoyed that Justin Hurwitz won for First Men because the film itself was so dull to me. Like even the score couldn't pick any of that up like it didn't elevate it in any way for me because it was just so like long and dull and like uneventful if justin Hurwitz's first man score came on i wouldn't be able to tell you that that was from first man and i think that's what i look for in best original score like every single time the only one that really stood out to me was Ludwig Göransson uh, for Black Panther because the Black Panther score is so incredibly unique. Even watching Infinity Ward, the music cue going to Wakanda, like you knew you were going to Wakanda before you even saw it. So I think it made more of an impact. And I really do think that Black Panther got robbed here for best original score. If, if Black Panther was going to take anything home, it was going to be uh, for best original score. So I'm, I'm kind of annoyed with that because sometimes when I listen to her words, I'm like, okay, well, it's kind of generic. It's the same. It's great. It's great work. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic work. But when you put it against something that's so iconic like Black Panther, I personally think that it should have won. I'm going to best screenplay next. We have an issue. We have a huge, huge issue with the winner of best screenplay. So Peter Farrelly, Nick Vallelonga, and Brian Curry wrote the screenplay for Green Book. There has been so much controversy around Green Book. Um, and I'm not talking about the whole Viggo Mortensen situation. The controversy for Green Book is with Don Shirley's family, actually, which makes complete sense because after watching Green Book, it's a very one-sided narrative. If you're going to do a film like this that deals with the civil rights movement and the treatment of black men in America, then you really have to show both sides and you have to do it fairly you ha there has to be a balance in telling this story and there was no balance in telling this story because nick Vallelonga, which which is frank Vallelonga's son in the film vigo morenson's character he only heard one side of the story like i don't care what anyone says it's one side of the story and he thanked his father and i i understand that it's nice that it's his side of the story but if they focused more on his life I get it, but if you're adding an entire other character that affects his life in that way and the struggle was more the struggle was more for Don Shirley, there's an entire white savior complex that was completely unnecessary and watching the film like the dialogue and the screenplay like it was just so 
it was bad and i didn't like it and i don't think of all things for it to win for like i really don't think it should have won for screenplay because there's no there's no accuracy there's no accuracy at all because they're not focusing on both sides of the story and i think that's really important in a story like this especially if you're focusing on the white italian narrative like it just doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense to me so it's a huge huge reason why i'm completely against green book even getting any recognition because it's masking itself as you know a progressive film that is bringing everyone together but meanwhile the ones who wrote the wrote the screenplay you know did not include don shirley's proper story and i i think that the family has every right to be pissed off and annoyed because they didn't even like include them in this journey they didn't even include them and it's only one-sided so if you watch green book you can tell that it's heavily just based off of frank Vellalonga because his son directly contributed to the screenplay you had a beautiful adaptation of If Beale Street Could Talk from Barry Jenkins, and he's also not getting any recognition whatsoever, which is driving me up the wall, because Beale Street is literally the most beautiful film I've seen in a very long time. And I really think that he did James Baldwin's novel justice, and it's completely relevant to today, and I think that the film deserves so much more recognition than it's getting, and that's why it's unsettling. Um, or even, you know, The Favorite could have won for Best Screenplay. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was very different. The dialogue in The Favorite, I can't even begin to tell you, uh, to tell you guys how funny it was and how witty and fresh and vulgar it was. And to have like three incredible women deliver all those lines, it was, um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, that movie, and I highly recommend it. So a green book is a huge issue, especially if it's going up against the favorite in the comedy categories. I really think that the favorite should have won. Uh, so that's a huge issue going into the rest of the award shows. Best director went to Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, which I'm really happy about. Um, but also in the best director category, they left out. Barry Jenkins for If Beale Street Could Talk, and instead they put Peter Fairley for Green Book. Um, and I disagree with that because what Peter Fairley did, it was very generic. It's a generic biopic. He did nothing like new with it. Um, so I don't understand why he's there when clearly Barry Jenkins should have been there. Just thank God Alfonso Cuaron uh, won because if it went to Adam McKay or Bradley Cooper, I would have lost my mind. I would have lost it. I was rooting for Spike Lee. I'm like, maybe there could be some kind of push for Black Klansman because it was my favorite movie last year. So at least like Alfonso won. And then Roma also won for best foreign language film, which I'm so happy about. It deserves it. That piece is beautiful. Please, 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 please go watch it on Netflix. It's completely worth it. It's very beautifully shot and um, it has a heartbreaking story. It's really nice. The third act, it, just the way it unfolds, it's it's beautiful. It's it's heartbreakingly beautiful, uh, Roma. And Alfonso deserves the world because he really did take a gamble in putting this on Netflix. And he's been talking about platforms coming together and actually 
having films like this on streaming services because it's it's more accessible to those like all around the world and i think that's really important because now roma is a netflix original it's always going to stay on netflix and that's what alfonso was trying to get at because a journalist actually called him out yesterday during the press junket saying that you know it's not right that these films are going directly to stream and everyone doesn't care about the theatrical release of the film so alfonso got mad and he turned around and was like how many films do you, like foreign language films do you know that will actually stay in theaters for like x amount of time like all these other mainstream films that the major studios take a gamble on and then like the journalist stayed quiet so i'm looking I'm, i was watching this and i'm like but he's right he's right you need a platform to express yourself and express these stories that are so unique and personal um and if the mainstream studios aren't going to take it and you have like netflix who you know buys all of these these films and these television shows that you know are swept under the rug and they shouldn't because they deserve attention so like why wouldn't i sell my film why wouldn't i make a deal with netflix knowing that so many people are going to have access to this film so i think that going in that direction where it has a theatrical release but it it's also going to be on netflix i think that's really what the future of cinema is going to be and i don't mind that to be honest because there are so many films that have like a limited release and it's so hard for people to actually get out and go watch these films um that having a direct link to a streaming service is going to boost the the popularity of the film because it's word of mouth and the streams on netflix you know it also brings them the money as well not the same as a theatrical release would but you're still making these deals and at the end of the day it's not about the money you want people to watch this film and i think that is the important message to take away from what alfonso's doing and he even mentioned that like this year martin scorsese has the irishman coming out um and he made the deal with netflix so it's going to have a theatrical release as well as a, a netflix platform uh release So I think it's really interesting to see these directors um go that way because they can see the future. They've been in the industry for a very long time for decades, so you can see where you know the next hot thing is moving to and they're jumping the gun. They're doing what they think is you know going to move it forward. Um and why not put the money to Netflix with that? So I think it's really important. I'm going to post the link to uh the video of Alfonso Cuarón talking to the journalist because uh, it was really funny. He got really heated and he had every right to get mad. I would have gotten mad as well. So, um he deserved that. Best motion picture animated feature goes to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. The animation is wicked and the story is great and Miles Morales deserves to be front and center. I really loved it. It's possibly the best Spider-Man movie I've seen. It was a lot of fun. And I feel like people should continuously support animation. Audiences equate animation with oh it's a kids film it's a kids film it's going to be stupid and and dumbed down and i need you know i need an act, i need a better film to go watch but um they really did a great job with spider-man best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture because we don't need the c- 
comedy, musical, and drama category anymore for supporting roles, and you just smash everyone together to make it more difficult. Um, Mahershala Ali won for Green Book. I agree with this considering the rest of the people um, in the category. Uh, it would have been fun to see Sam Rockwell win for playing George W. Bush in Vice, but uh, it's okay. I'm happy Mahershala won. Um, he deserved it. I thought he was really good. He's very strong in Green Book. I mean, if anyone's gonna win for Green Book, it's gonna be Mahershala Ali. Just saying. Best Actress in a Supporting Role went to Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I'm very happy about that. I loved her in the movie. I wanted her to be my mom and it was just, she had a beautiful connection with Kihi Lane and um, it was a really good movie and she obviously elevates everything she's in. She's fantastic. Everyone got mad that Amy Adams didn't win for Vice and I'm like, you know what? I kinda, I didn't want her to win for Vice. That's, it was too small of a role and she really didn't do anything in Vice. So I wouldn't want her to win for something that didn't uh, have her full range of talent displayed, you know? So I'm happy that Regina won instead. Best actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. And this is what surprised me, but I kind of knew they were gonna go with this. Um, Christian Bale won for Vice. And you know what? The more like I, I look back on watching the film, he did do a phenomenal job. Um, and I do think that he's gonna go all the way with this because he deserves it. Mostly I'm happy that Viggo Mortensen didn't win for Green Book because that would have just annoyed me uh, considering everything that I just said. Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Olivia Coleman won for The Favorite. Rightfully deserved, she was so great. It's such a f uh, different performance for her and out of everyone there, it would have gone to Olivia Coleman. She's a bit more seasoned as well, so I think that uh, that's why I kind of leaned to Olivia Coleman, and people are raving about the film and her character, so that's why she won. Uh, best motion picture, musical, or comedy? Green Book won. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Now that I watched it, I'm like, oh, I understand why majority of white audiences love this movie because you're it's the savior complex and um, I just didn't like it. I don't think it should have won. If it's a musical or comedy, it should have gone to the favorite or crazy rich Asians, to be perfectly honest. Like they have to stop nominating, you know, diverse films and I'm doing air quotes because it doesn't make any sense to say that it's diverse films and you have to integrate these films into the nominated categories, but it, that's what they're doing. So they just nominate them to make everybody happy. And then they still have these like predominantly like white films win. So that's what ends up happening. They just nominate it to make everyone happy and then they still don't award it. So you tune in hoping that films like Crazy Rich Asians, Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, they all win and they don't. And it's, it's annoying. It's actually really frustrating. Um, best actor was shocking, like absolutely shocking to me. Uh, best actor in a motion picture drama went to Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, yeah, when he got when he signed on for Bohemian Rhapsody, I knew I said this guy is going to win an Oscar for Freddie Mercury. And here we are. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but he's fresh meat. And Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born gave a very seasoned 
performance. He took method acting to like a whole new level and he actually became Jackson Maine. He did a lot of work on this film and the one thing that he could have taken away from the entire night was best actor. So I'm kind of peeved with that. Moving on to best actress in a motion picture drama. Glenn Close won for The Wife over Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born. And I'm looking at it hoping that people understand that Glenn Close is a phenomenal actress. She is a legend and she still has not won an Academy Award for any of her work. And she's she was phenomenal in Dangerous Liaisons. She's brilliant in Fatal Attraction. And she hasn't she hasn't won. She is a fantastic actress. So please don't discredit her work because you, you're upset that Lady Gaga did not win for A Star Is Born. She's fresh meat too, man. Like you can't, it's a first timer. It's a first timer. So you have to really look at the politics of the AHFPA and the Academy. So if Glenn Close gets nominated for an Academy Award, I'm pretty sure, like I'm, I can put my hand on fire that it's gonna go to her because she's owed. And then that's, that's the upset of the year. <clears throat> the biggest surprise, the, the biggest surprise was best motion picture drama. It went to Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, apart from the fact that Brian Singer is a known child predator who had directed Bohemian Rhapsody, let's just pin that. Let's look at the actual film. The film, it, it's a great biopic I love Queen. I love Queen. I went to go see the Adam Lambert concert with them and I absolutely love that band. I love Freddie Mercury. I was so amped up watching this film and they really did great work. They did a great job capturing Live Aid. And I know that it's hard to actually capture someone's entire story. I think they did the best they could. Yes, there were points where they could have elaborated it um, on certain things, um, but they decided not to, and they just wanted to focus on the band and on the music, and I, th I think that's what Roger Taylor and Brian May wanted to do. I love that band. I love this movie just because they finally did a biopic about Freddie and about the band. That's why I love this movie. And obviously the soundtrack is wicked. However, the film as a whole compared to Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. It just doesn't make any sense as to why that specific movie won over everything else that's nominated. It just doesn't make sense because the other four are phenomenal in their own way. Bohemian Rhapsody did not wow me enough to be like, yeah, it should win Best Picture. It just didn't, it did not do that. I was excited because of the content of the film because they've never done a biopic about Queen, right? But if you're looking at it, it's still like a generic biopic. Yeah, they kind of like worked their magic on stage for the Live Aid performance and they, you know, they did a great job with that. It's one of my favorite like scenes ever. But you have like, if you're gonna award it to a popular film, honestly, they should have awarded it to Black Panther if they were gonna do that. If they were gonna do a popular film, I would have taken Black Panther any day over Bohemian Rhapsody. So I just, I don't understand. I just don't get it. And also I don't understand why Dexter Fletcher, who actually took over 
for uh, Brian Singer is not getting credited for his work as well, right? So he's not getting credited. And they were wearing their Time's Up bracelets yesterday, again. And they're talking about the Me Too movement. They're talking about the Time's Up movement. But like you're, you're awarding an abuser again. Like this is the third time. This is the third time that you're, you're just sitting there and you know about Brian Singer. You know about Brian Singer. So it just floors me that like mediocrity is winning when you have films that have a cultural impact right now and they reflect, they directly affect um, the society of America in Beale Street Could Talk and Black Klansman. Like those two, those two films are so, they're so important. They're so relevant. And those two are the ones that should be front and center. There should be front and center winning awards, sweeping the award season, and yet we have this mediocrity. You have Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody winning, and they are possibly the whitest films, the most generic and whitest films of 2018. Like, that's what you're awarding right now. And I know I'm coming off of like, oh, they shouldn't be winning, they shouldn't be winning because of this, because of that, but it's more on the fact that like, you have to look at what's nominated. Look at what's nominated. That's it. If you look at what's nominated and you're like, and you see that Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody won, you're sitting there like, but why? Why? Especially with Bohemian Rhapsody being in a category with those other four films. It just doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. And I'm really upset about it. And I hope that like the Golden Globes just stays isolated. I really hope that everything that won stays locked up in that night, which was yesterday, it just stays there and it doesn't affect the rest of award season because if Bohemian Rhapsody starts getting traction, I'm gonna get so annoyed because it just doesn't deserve it. It doesn't deserve it when there's so many other films that could have had that spot. And like, it bothers me that that could have been the spot for Widows because it was one of the best thrillers I've seen uh, last year. Uh, so it just, it bothers me. It really bothers me, it's like, especially because Beale Street and Black Klansman were the best films um, that came out last year. And Black Klansman was like my favorite film that came out last year, it was so wicked. Um, but yeah, make sure you go, you watch all of these. I want you guys to watch uh, every single thing that's nominated for best picture. And then you can come and talk to me and see that I'm right with all of this. So yeah, now that the first award show is wrapped up and done, we have the Critics' Choice Awards, I believe, next Sunday. Um, and then the Oscar nominations are coming out on the 22nd of January. So please stay locked on my Twitter page, my Letterboxd, my WordPress, and my Instagram because I will be watching as many films as possible and keep you posted with the Oscar nominations coming out January 22nd. I'm Amanda Santino and keep watching movies.